Welcome to the Hit'em Podcast, a podcast for average fans by average fans. I'm one of your hosts, Frankie Lund, along with my two brothers, Matthew Lund and Garrett Robinson. What's up? What's up? We got NFL talk today, MLB playoffs, college football. Cheating. Um, some random uh, sports here and there. Uh, cheating scandal with the Michigan football team has been in the news this last week with uh, sign stealing or sending scouts to future opponents' games to gather their signals. My opinion is different than a lot of others. I think it's no big deal. I think every team sends people to other games. You have a chance to steal signs. I really don't think it's a big deal. Don't think Michigan's been winning because of that. But if they end up losing to Penn State and Ohio State with all this going on, then maybe it was a big deal. Who knows? All I know is that the only way I want it to be a big deal is if Jim Harbaugh is like, I'm done with Michigan. Let's go to Chicago Bears. I, I don't see how it's any different than watching film. I think it's the same exact thing because you can pick up every single sign call that they do on the field on film. And there, so I have this article pulled up, uh, SB Nation by James Dater. I uh, apologize if I'm saying that wrong. So it's basically saying that Michigan used employees and third-party proxies to attend home games of future opponents to gather information on their play calling. And it's believed that it started in 2021, and rather that than just record on-field player the purpose of scouting, they're actually recording equipment and attempting to steal signs. I, like, once again, don't know how it's any different than watching film. And I don't know how beneficial it is to know a play call. You still have to stop the play. It's kind of like baseball. If you're at second and you're calling the pitches for your batter, is it not the same thing? I I personally think that's different. Matthew, I'll let you speak first on that. So, first of all, we don't know what the facts are. We don't know if they did it or didn't do it. But I think it's different when you're recording the play to be able to see their formations, what do they do with their tendencies, Versus watching the sidelines and seeing their play calls. And I think that just helps you. Because, like, in baseball, it's going to be a heck of a lot easier to hit the curveball if I know it's a curveball. So it's going to be a lot easier to stop the run if you know it's a run because you saw them wave their arms a certain way. I'm sort of in agreement with Matthew. Sort of, sort of not. I think baseball is a lot easier if you know the signs to be able to hit the pitch. Because... You're already hitting the pitch decently, not knowing what it is. You know it's a curveball. You know it's a fastball. You know it's a whatever the pitch is, sinker, you know, off-speed pitch, whatever it is. Like, it's easier to hit. Like, I'm much, like, Astros are still in it right now, which annoys me. Like, I don't like the Astros for what they did. I think it actually really affects games. This with Michigan, I don't think so as much because – yeah, it might be a certain run, but yeah, you have to stop that stop that run. Now it's a little easier because okay, I know it's not a pass. I know it's just going to be a run, but at the end of the day, if my O line's better than your O line or your D line, and I'm able to just power run, like good luck stopping me. To me, it also matters about how they're doing it. If it's a guy up in the bleachers with a notepad and a pair of binoculars, that's cool. I don't necessarily care too much. Now, if he's recording it and they're running it through computer programs to analyze every single play, and I feel like that's 
very cheaty. Yeah, um, but once again, like, you can just watch the games on a recorded device. You can rewind it. You can, you can do all of that through just watching a broadcast. What if they audible out of it? Then the whole play's done. Right, yeah. but you still can like, see their... Like, I don't know. You can see the formation. You can audible out of formation. Right. Like, say you're in pistol and you audible out and then you have your receiver go to a... Right. But going to the what you are just saying about watching the broadcast, broadcast isn't showing very much of how they're waving their hands or what color card they're holding up on the sideline. That's yeah, but, true. but not only do you have the broadcast and you're able to watch what the broadcast is showing, but every team gives you game film, like Garrett said earlier. Right, but... Like, every team, it, you exchange game film. Oh, here's games from these weeks that you wanted. Here's the game film from the weeks that you wanted, and you exchange film. Like, we watched film in high school. You watch right. film in college. You watch it in the NFL. Like... It's no, I don't see any difference. That game film's still not showing the sideline. They're not showing what the play call is. They're just showing you the play. And so I think that's what elevates it. I don't know. I think in game film, it's it's wide enough of an angle to where you can see the sideline. You can zoom in on things, like especially Maybe. with technology now. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like and. It's also innocent until proven guilty. They're, right, for sure. They haven't been, like, genuinely caught yet. It's just all... It's mostly speculation. They yeah. did suspend one personnel. Way low down in the... Right. Floor, for, yeah. I think he suspended for, like, three weeks or some something fairly minor. But they did suspend somebody within their own program. Once again, I just... I don't think it's a big deal. Only way I want it to be a big deal... Is if Jim Harbaugh is like, man, I am tired of dealing with all these investigations. I'm tired of the NCAA just coming down on me for nothing. You know, I I want to go to the Chicago Bears where I will be beloved. Is this why he was suspended for three weeks to begin the season, or is that a separate thing? No, that was because he bought a cheeseburger for a player. Yeah, recruiting during like COVID stuff, kind of like was it actually a cheeseburger? Yeah. That's hilarious. Are you serious? Yeah, he bought a cheeseburger for a <laughs> potential player. Bruh. I love that. That's so stupid. That's fantastic. <laughs> At least make it a steak if you're going to get suspended. Well, he, it was a self-imposed suspension. He, yeah. They didn't actually... I think they're still investigating it. Right, but it's one of those like, hey, if we suspend ourselves, then maybe the NCAA won't suspend us even yeah, more. Let, like, let's be suspended when we play the three worst teams that we could possibly play. Right. Teams think, we can walk over in our sleep. I think it's similar to, like, ASU, Kenny Dillingham, self-imposed, like, uh, bowl game ban. Right. So they don't get hit as hard because of Herm. Yeah, I personally don't like that for ASU, only because I think recruits and stuff don't want to come to a program when, oh, like, what's the point of even playing a season if I don't get to go to a bowl game? Especially for the seniors. Yeah. Now, ASU this year isn't good enough to make a bowl game. Uh, I think they would have to win, like, the next four have, out of five or something like that. They pretty much have to win out. Yeah, they were I don't winning at happen. one point against Washington yesterday, though. Yeah, they're a competitive team. Yeah, I mean, you can be in in games and still just not win. Right. Yeah, the Bears like, are used to that. Sorry, the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bears are used to that. But got a big W today, which is October uh, 22nd. 22nd. 
22nd over the Raiders, 30-6. to six. So uh, It's the Raiders. I mean, you can say that. They had a backup QB, but we also had a backup QB from Division Two start for us today. So It's impressive. It, it was an impressive win, especially how much you guys won by. Yeah. I mean, it helps when you have two interceptions by, uh, J- is it Jalen Johnson? I believe so, yes. Uh, one which was a pick six. So that helps out the Bears. I don't have a I want to fire and I want to keep segment today. I'm just neutral today. I don't once. I don't have a, an opinion on the coaching staff. It just it was different seeing without fields because you didn't have any deep throws. I think all the throws were like three to five yards, but yeah. you got the W. I so I I mean a W is a W in this league. Bears now have a better record than Carolina and Arizona. Yeah, I think that's the only two. They might be tied with Denver, but Denver, I think right now is beating Green Bay as of four fifty six. Four fifty six. It also helps Dante Foreman, you guys' third string running back, had thirty one receiving yards, sixteen carries for eighty nine yards, three receptions for the thirty one receiving yards. Broncos. Two. Sorry, Garrett, to interrupt. Broncos beat the Packers. Oh, nice. Two rushing TDs and a receiving TD. And that's your third string running back. Yeah. That's a stat line right there. For sure. I mean, I, I watched uh, – I probably watched three quarters of the game because I kept switching back between NFL Red Zone and, like, a regular broadcast. Um, but it was a lot of screen passes, and Foreman just happened to do really well with them, got some extra yards. Yeah. Um. But once again, uh, so boring to watch. Just <laughs> screen pass after screen pass. But today it worked, so can't be too mad. Nice. They don't ask how, they ask how many. Yeah, you keep <laughs> saying that, but the answer's still not very much. <laughs> but hey, It's one more today. But yeah, I think we're also tied with the Packers record now. I think Packers um, only have two wins. One against us, but, you know, yeah, and then... Packers are two and four, yes. Detroit dropped to five oh. and two today. Man, Detroit looked like Detroit. Terrible. Yeah, they looked, <laughs> like, they looked like Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like they just, they, they looked terrible. like their old selves. Like they were flat. Oh, yeah. J- Jared Goff, like before, like today's <laughs> game was like getting MVP votes and like people talking about how good he was, and then he played like. Uh, I don't want to be MVP. I don't. I don't want any of that attention. It's like, not very often a team loses by thirty-two points. No, and a team with a five-and-one <laughs> record. Yeah, like it's not like it's not like the Bears like it's went not in like there the Bears versus and the Chiefs. played the Ravens and the Ravens yeah. win that much. Like right. Yeah, yeah that's insane. or the Dolphins against the Broncos when they put oh, on seventy. Like God. <laughs> Which is ridiculously hard to do. I put so I played a little bit of Madden <laughs> and I put it on rookie mode and I just I put it on like the regular time of an NFL game and I tried to score as many points as I could, could not get to seventy. <laughs> I used to be balling in Madden Mobile. Like back in the day, I used to be dropping seventy on everybody. You basically had to score every other play to get that many points. Ain't no problem. But but it happened against the Broncos for the Dolphins, so that's yeah. kind of fun. 
Cardinals lost by 10 to Seattle, unfortunately. Yeah, my wife was happy about that. My, my lead at work will be uh, happy about that, too. But the the Cardinals just didn't have a passing game. I didn't watch much of the game. I I was listening to the end of it on the radio as I was on my way over. We didn't have much of anything. But I guess Josh Dobbs just didn't have much of a passing game until then. He needs so. to go back to NASA. It's back not, to NASA. It's not working out in football. That's so impressive, though, that he works <laughs> yeah. for NASA. It's like, not that's, working He's not really losing. He, he can just go back to his Lamborghini and go to his NASA job. It's really, it's not. Like, he's, like, people always joke, like, oh, it's not heart surgery. It's not rocket science. Like, it's literally rocket science. Yeah, that dude. he's literally a rocket scientist. Right. Which could be an awesome nickname. Yeah, if he was good. Yeah, if he was good enough. Bad people still have nicknames. Right. Maybe not good nicknames. They might be bad nicknames. Speaking of nicknames. <laughs> so I was watching the Ohio State game and a new nickname for Marvin Harrison Jr., who I desperately want the Bears to get in the draft. I don't care what else happens in the NFL draft. If I was Ryan Poles, I'd have a little sticky note that says Marvin Harrison Jr. at all costs. <laughs> like, he's that good of a player. Like, he is a, he is. Basically, the offense for the Ohio State University right now. Go Bucks. Um, he had a great performance against Penn State, but they nicknamed him Maserati Marv. Maserati Marv. And it was said every time he caught the ball, and every time it happened, I was like, oh my goodness, I hope this nickname does not stick. It is an awful nickname. One, for me, it's hard to say. But, like, that's not why I don't what, like what it. What word like, is Marv? What is hard to say there? I think it's Ma- Mars. He's he's tongue twister for him. Yeah. He hears Marv and he goes Marzerati. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Marv is not hard to say. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not that bad. But, like, the car name, Ma- Maserati. There you uh, go. It's like mozzarella. Yeah. Like. No R. Yeah. It's just hard to say for me. But that's not why I don't like it. It's just It just doesn't sound good to me. Like, and then it was Marvelous Marv, which isn't much better. No, that's still terrible. Like, at that point, just call him Marvin the Martian. Like, <laughs> I like, dig that. Like, uh, he's going to be, if he can stay healthy throughout his NFL career, he's already projected to be one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. His dad, who is a Hall of Famer, has said multiple times, like, he's way better than I've ever been, like... I've pushed him really hard. Like, I've taught him everything I know. Like, and he's way better than I, I have ever been. And that's from a Hall of Famer. So, this article from Sports Illustrated is talking about this nickname. And Marvin Harrison Jr. says, it's great. Who came up with that one? Oh, my God. He likes it. He digs it. He's wrong. <laughs> like, See, the more- you, you can be a... Great player and just have a crappy opinion on something. Most fans don't like it. Like It's a mixed reaction for sure. Like, if you're a car guy, maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. is a car guy. And maybe that's, like, one of his favorite cars. And so he's like, oh, I love that. See, the more like, you say it, Maserati Marv, the more it grows on me. I don't like it yet, but the more you say it, the more it's growing. I, I'm still not going to be able to say it. I, my, my brain jumbles and I can't say the name. Well, that's because you're a little smooth brain, Frankie. It's okay. Whoa. 
It all falls <laughs> off. But with that being said, like, what are good nicknames? If you can think of any, like, I can think of a lot right now just I for can, Arizona. I can make up a handful of cool ones. The, the Agent, that'd be a cool nickname. The Big Unit, Randy Johnson. Big Unit's a great one. The Fridge. Fridge was a great one. The, Danimal. The Warden, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, Sweetness was a great one. Punky QB was a good one. Yeah. Um, Fitzy. I feel like Fitzy is just an all-timer. For any... Uh, See, Fitzy is just... It's a nickname, Fitzy. though. You had Sexy Rexy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Rex guy Grossman? That, yeah. That's oh what his nickname God. was. Best one all time. Smoking Jay Cutler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Smoking Jay Cutler. I have, um, I have one that's pretty NSFW. Pe- Peanut Tillman. We'll, we'll talk about that one off podcast. Yeah, I can't then. say it on podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have Peanut Tillman because uh, his name was Charles. Oh, so what's some good like ones? Charlie Brown, Peanuts. Pat um, Pete? Is that why his nickname is Peanuts? Yeah. Huh. I figure he just really like Peanuts. No, it's because his nickname, his name is Charles Tillman. Right. And then Charlie Brown. I'm wearing his peanuts. jersey. I know who he is. Yeah. Thanks for wearing his jersey, Matthew. You're the reason he was no longer on the Bears. So. No, that's because the GM didn't want to sign him again. So he went to Carolina. Yeah, it just happened to be after you got his jersey. Joey so. Ice. Jay Jettas. I don't know that one. Justin Jefferson. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach uh, Wilson's got one that's also NSFW. Can't say it on air. Yeah. I I don't know about other... I don't think there's any nicknames on the Bears, like, right now that I'm aware of. Um, I think they called Justin Fields Uno a couple times. But that's, that's just no, that's his dog. Oh. oh, I think that players have also called him Uno. That's pretty like, good. Because of his number. Right, I know like, his number, but... But yeah, he does have a dog named Uno as well. And that dog has a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> Kevin Durant was a Slim Reaper before it was... That's, that's a pretty good one. Before it was Snake. Snake's kind of a cool nickname. Uh, just because he snaked the OKC. Yeah, but once again, Mock... Maserati Mar. There we go. Good grief. That dog, like, Justin Fields' dog, has 55.7 thousand followers on Instagram. I have like 400. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I, I have like know. seven, and I'm pretty sure four <laughs> of them are in this room. But I hope that nickname doesn't stick around. But I loved the Buckeyes this weekend putting on a defensive showing against a good Penn State team. At least they were ranked, I think, 8 or I believe 10. so. I believe yeah, they were eight. 8. Yeah. So it was 8 versus 5. Buckeyes, pretty much the entire game, held them like uh, to a low-scoring game. Penn State scored like in garbage moment. They like gar- garbage minutes to make it a little closer, but... Pretty solid performance from the Buckeyes. Makes me excited for upcoming weeks. Hopefully they can remain undefeated to the game um, against uh, Michigan. Up in Michigan, it'll be a good game if both teams can maintain this pace that they're on because I think both of them are playing really good football right now. And that game's always close. So I'm excited to to watch that one. Yeah. Want to know your guys' opinion. I think college football is one of the only sports where I can 
just sit down and watch the game no matter what teams are playing and just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, NFL, like, there's some games where it's, like, a Monday night. I'm like, okay, like, I can get into this, like, matchup. Like, I'll watch this game. But Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I just watch my my team, really, and then I don't I don't really feel like watching many other teams other than, like, on red zone. But college football, I'm like, you just put on any team, and I'll, I'll figure out which team I want to root for and just enjoy – enjoy the games. I think it, all the atmospheres are fun. You have different storylines, different histories for all these teams. And it's, it's just a lot more fun in my opinion. But before I answer this question, Michigan beat Michigan state 49 to zero. Anyway, I saw that hit where one of the Michigan state guys got ejected. Cause yeah. he landed. That was a brutal hit. I'm yeah. glad he got ejected for that one. That was yeah. awful. Yeah. But, um, to answer Frankie's question, I think I can do that with every sport, but I might be an outlier when I say that. I could sit down and watch basketball. I can even watch golf for all that matters. If it's if it's competition, I'm gonna be there. So I I find enjoyment in it all. But yeah, that like I said, I might be an outlier when I say that, but See, I'm the exact opposite. Unless it's a playoff game, I have a very hard time watching any team that's not my team. Unless it's like impacts my team or impacts the playoffs yeah i i think for college it's more of like also like i want to know players because they potentially could be drafted by my nfl team that's fair like i want to know like a random lineman from university of tennessee now i have ties to university of tennessee a little bit just because i went to college near there like they're probably the only sec team that i care any remotely about but the Vols? Yeah. yeah. Mm. The Volunteers. I like the Vols. But, I don't know, it's just, I was just noticing that this weekend as I was switching through, like, different games of, like, oh, like, this is pretty fun on Saturdays. Yeah. I think, I, I have another follow-up question, too. I think right now is the best time of year for for any sports. So you got hockey starting, you got basketball you got football, you got baseball playoffs. I mean, everything's going on all at once. And I feel like the fall is probably the best time for U.S. sports in general. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, yeah, you already mentioned all of them. But, yeah, you have basketball starting up soon, right? When's, yeah, I, when's the regular season start? I think Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday? Yeah. Hockey just started two weeks ago now? Uh, somewhere in there, yeah. Football's been going on for a little bit now. Uh, high school playoffs are starting, you know, for most of the country. Yeah, I um, For Arizona, I think it's a couple weeks away still. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, college basketball just around the corner. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great, great month of October for sports, which – Probably drives my wife a little crazy because it's her birthday month, you know. Same with my wife and her birthday is not till January. (laughs) (laughs) But she's not laughing. So, Garrett, what did you – you already mentioned Michigan's win a little bit, but as a Michigan fan, how did you feel watching that game? Michigan State has been kind of not great this year due to, you know, the scandal with their coach – um, 
sexual allegations there that I don't know if they've been proven true or yet not, but he was let go. Um, so they've been struggling. Like, how do you feel about that win? So, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch much of the game. Uh, so I was kind of bummed out about that because this is the one game that I do like to watch every season if I can. Um, I honestly kind of was let down. I wanted more competition. It's always fun, at least for Michigan, in my opinion, to have a good state rivalry, especially when it's something so seasoned and so everybody knows about it. If if you watch college football, I feel like everybody knows about Michigan versus Michigan State and how important that rivalry is for those two teams and for them just to be shut out like that. And I'm, I can't, I don't know if it was at Michigan State or if it was in Ann Arbor at the big house. Um, I am currently looking. Give me a minute. You can keep going. But if it was at their home, it makes it even worse, you know? But, yeah, so I was hoping for a little more competition, but a win's a win, no matter how you get it. Spartan Stadium. Yeah, so I think that makes it a little even more embarrassing for them. So you were – you're looking for more of a game like uh, University of Washington versus ASU last night, where ASU hasn't been playing good football really this year. Like, they've been in games but haven't won games. And then this one they were in for, you know – three and a half quarters and then ended up losing a close one. So you wanted more of a game like that than a blowout. Yeah. I, that's me as a sports fan too. I always enjoy the close games more than I enjoy the blowouts. But I don't know how many other people share that opinion. So Well, I, I actually share that opinion because that's why I think I enjoyed this Ohio State versus Penn State game. Because, yeah, I feel like Ohio State controlled most of the game. But yet it was still a defensive battle. It was still a close, close game. I think the final was 20 to 12. 20 to 12. Seven of that came at the very end. So, but it was still like within a three score game, I feel like it's still a tight game, especially when you can score so fast in college and professional football. Yeah. Especially Um, the Ohio team. Yeah. So. I love those defensive battles. I think that's why, you know, I love Big Ten football above all else. You don't really see a whole lot of just blowouts. Like, right. even even when we faced Indiana earlier this year, like, it wasn't a huge blowout. Right. Like, it was a solid win, but not a blowout. I mean, Michigan beat Michigan State in every single category. I mean, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards, yards per play. I mean, they're none of them are close. I mean, 477 total yards to 182. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whereas, like, what? ASU had 341 total yards to 288 for Washington. Like, it's a close game. Yeah. Whereas – Michigan just brought the wood and just yeah, smacked yeah. them with it. That makes me think, though, how are the rankings going to be now? Uh, they that? are currently... Are they still two? Yes. So the top five for the rankings oh, are Georgia. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, Oklahoma are the top six. All of them are undefeated. Man, that that would be a solid playoff if you did those top four. Now, yep. you, now you're not going to be able to do that playoff because Michigan or Ohio State will beat each other. Right. But um, they can um, still make the playoff. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying 
Oklahoma's probably going to remain undefeated to the end, as well as Washington. I mean, Washington might... Are they able to play Oregon again in the championship, or are they on the same side where they don't play each other? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know, actually. If they're... If they're in a do spot, they have sides or is it best to play? I do not know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will look I it up. But if they play Oregon in the championship, then that could be a chance for them to lose to where they don't make the playoff. But I think Oklahoma has already beat Texas. I don't see any other team in the Big Twelve really standing in their way unless they face Texas again in the championship. Then that there could be chaos, but. I don't see two Big Ten teams getting in the playoff this year. I just want to say this, too, is if Michigan has a one-loss team and Ohio has a one-loss team, Ohio's going to get in over Michigan. Just because of strength of schedule alone, you guys have already played two ranked teams to our one. Who is your one against right now? Penn State, and we haven't even played them yet. Oh, okay, yeah. But you guys have played our top ten Notre Dame. And then Penn State, another top 10 school. And, and then you're going to be playing Michigan at the end of the season, which is three ranked teams. Yeah, and Penn State won't be ranked in the top 10 when you guys face them due to the fact that we beat them. Exactly. They're 10 right now. Are they, they facing this to week? 10. Um, I don't know when so either, they play each other. I think other. we have a bye then, Penn. Okay, um, so Penn State could still be 10. You guys are Purdue... In, on the 4th, and then Penn State. So you guys are on a bye this upcoming week, I think. So okay. you've got a yes. bye and yeah. then Purdue. Okay. Oh, and then Purdue, and then, and then Penn, Penn State. Okay. But Pur- Penn State. Purdue, even though Buckeyes handed them, that that's no easy game no, for Purdue, Michigan. Purdue is solid, yeah. Especially if, is it at Purdue? I don't know. I was looking up one other thing. Purdue has Indiana, so there's a good chance that they stop stay in the top ten. You mean Penn has Indiana? Yes, sorry. Penn State plays Indiana before you play them. Okay. Yeah. What was so your other question? If uh, Purdue is um, home against when they face Michigan. Give me a minute. Because that could be an upset bid if Michigan doesn't take Purdue. Michigan Stadium. Um, oh, okay, so that's probably going to be a big win for Michigan then, if I had to guess. Kind of off the rails topic, but isn't Purdue the most producing quarterback school? Yes, they are. Yeah, because Drew Brees went there. Kyle Orton. Phillip Rivers, or is that? Uh, I'll Google it real quick. I don't know. But I know most notable is Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees was, I think, their last big one. Bob um, Grease. I've heard of him, I think. Len Dawson, Len Mike Dawson. Phipps, Mark Herman, although, yeah, uh, Kyle Orton, Jim Everett, Drew Brees, Curtis Painter, Scott Campbell, who apparently is a referee. At least that's what his Google photo shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't have to be good, just as long yeah. as they made the NFL. Purdue, right. Purdue has uh, a, Drew Brees. Michigan has Tom Brady. And Charles Woodson. He's Who? not a quarterback. Well, he's not a quarterback. He's a cornerback, though. Yeah, and <laughs> they both uh, had a rivalry due to the Tuck rule, which is a great documentary if you have any time to watch it on 30 for 30. It's highly entertaining. 
because they literally sit down, the two of them, and are like, here, sit down and watch this and talk about it. And then Tom Brady even admits that the tuck rule doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What exactly is the tuck rule? So basically it's when the quarterback's arm's in motion and they're bringing it back to their body and if you swat it out, it's just a forward pass. Pretty much. Okay. So like if you're in throwing motion and you're bringing it back towards your body, they're still considering that a throw. A throw. Even if you have the ball in your hand. Yeah. Even if you're tucking the ball. Gotcha. Stupid. It should be a fumble. Ten out of ten times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, up. Moving on from uh, football for college and professional, we have the MLB playoffs uh, going on. So we have game six uh, today of the cheaters. The, yeah, the cheaters, the Houston Astros. Houston Asterix, you know, whatever nickname, <laughs> whatever nickname you want to give one. them, um, which is disappointing because I love Dusty Baker. He had nothing to do with the cheating. No, but Dusty Baker's a good um, guy. You see, got to eject. But it's frustrating other. that that they're still in it. They face Texas in Game Six tonight. Diamondbacks had two solid wins at home before having a rough one uh, last night. So that series is three two Phillies heading back to Philly. Um, as a Diamondbacks fan, Garrett, um, how are you feeling? I know it was rough last night. Like, do you think that they can get it to Game Seven, or do you think once it gets back to Philly, it's kind of kind of done with because Philly has the biggest home field advantage in all sports right now? So this team's nickname is the Answerbacks for a reason. You know, they I have not heard that one, but that is a great nickname. They went down O <laughs> two against. The Phillies, who are arguably probably the favorites to win the title at this point. And they beat them in a thriller of a game with a walk-off single by Cattell Marte. And then the next game, they just rallied super late. Alec Thomas homer, got everybody home, and they won. And then I don't know what's been going on this series, but our starting pitching, Zach Gown and Merrick Kelly, booty, booty cheeks. (laughs) Like, they've just been getting teed off on it. I don't know if Schwarber is just that guy or he's just – he's on our pitches. But he's the number one suspect in Arizona right now. And then you got Bryce. And then you got Castellanos. And then you got Trey Turner. And then you got Marsh. Their lineup is just so deep. It's impressive that we've even gotten two games. First win came in a walk-off fashion. And then second game was – just a little bit better, right? It was a, it was a late it was rally. A late rally. Yeah, we were down, and then it was yeah. But yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch this Diamondbacks team. Um, it's crazy the amount of like backing that they have now that they've shown that they can actually like put on put on some wins. Um, I have I have people that uh. Never even talked Diamondbacks baseball to me ever that are like, hey, what do you think about the Diamondbacks now? I'm like, I'm a Cubs fan, but <laughs> as somebody that's from Arizona, like, here's my here's my thoughts on a couple things. So, current, sorry, real quick, the Phillies are barely the favorites currently to win the whole thing. Let's just say I almost got naked games three and four. 
Let's just say that, Why right? Why do we well, have to talk about this two weeks in a row? <laughs> yeah. Now my dog is not going to listen to this podcast. Shout out to Buster, who yeah. likes every part of the podcast other than Garrett talking about being naked. Yep. Okay. Anyways, let's get <laughs> off the subject. <laughs> I did want to talk about the last game versus the Rangers and the Astros. Dusty Baker got ejected. He started cursing out the umps. So there was... I don't. I didn't watch the game. I was listening to it on the radio on my way home from work. But apparently, there was a player that got hit by a pitch. Yeah. Started like an all-out brawl. Benches cleared. Big forehead guy. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Dusty Baker and a couple other people got ejected. I didn't watch the ejection, um, but it it made me really frustrated that it's top of the ninth. You're three outs away from. Winning the game, going up three to two against the Astros, and the Texas Rangers just blew it. They woke up the beast. Yeah, they. The first guy I think got a hit. Second guy got walked. Altuve comes up to the plate, hits a home run. All of a sudden, they're up by by one. They left people stranded in the bottom of the eighth and the bottom of the ninth, and they just blew it against the Astros, which is frustrating because they were up. Two to zero in this series, and then they're doing the opposite of what I want the Phillies to do. <laughs> you know, and they're just losing. Funny enough, though, the Astros have a better record in Dallas playing at the Rangers Stadium than what they do at their actual home stadium, if I remember that right, remember hearing that right. I might be wrong, but I thought I heard that. Yeah, I think... From the games I've watched, I think the Rangers are just they're relying too much on the bullpen. Yeah. Um and they're kind of doing the same thing that almost cost the Cubs the World Series in 2016 and that is pitching Chapman, Chapman way too long. Relying on Chapman. Like he's so old. Well, now he's old, but even <laughs> back in 2016 like you just rely on him too much and then it just it puts you in bad situations, and I think that's what's getting the Rangers right now. What's so crazy is he still throws gas. Oh, yeah. Heaters, like 102, 103. His velo is still there. Yeah. That's why he's still around. But his location is off. Uh, it's always been off. Let's be real here. I mean, it, it's got to be hard. I mean, if you're throwing 102, 103, 106, whatever he's throwing, especially back in 2016, like, your location can't be perfect every time. No, but does if he, if you're a manager and you know that that's the issue, like don't pitch him as long. Does he right. have an off speed pitch? Does he throw like a slider or anything? I think he just throws gas. I don't right. know. I, I, <laughs> right I, at the plate. I've never watched a Chapman inning to know what he throws. I can't. You've remember. never watched him pitch an inning? No. You I've didn't never, watch any of the 2016 World Series. I did, but I don't remember anybody on that team. I remember Chris Bryant. I think. And then, Chris uh, Bryant was on there. Yeah. Well, your guys' first baseman, Rizzo. Rizzo. You had Miguel Montero, the catcher. I don't even know who you're starting. It's funny that for. you're saying he's the catcher because he wasn't even the main catcher. He was the catcher for the Diamondbacks before he went to the. Right, I, I know why you know him. Well, Wilson Contreras was our main catcher along with uh, Rossi. Yep. So a quick Google, take that source for what it's worth, says. He's relied mainly on the forcing fastball, slider, mm. mix, mixing in a sinker, and splitter. 
but all of them. I mean, his slider is 88 miles an hour. And a sinker is pretty much the fastball that drops. Right. Yeah. Would his you, sinker is faster than his fastball, apparently, according to Google. Would you rather take a fastball by Chapman or a puck from anybody shooting the puck? Like, you have to block the puck. Chapman. Easy. I'll take the puck. Those guys wear padding, at least. No. I'll take it right in the thigh. I'll go to the. I swear to God, I'll go to the batting cages today and prove it too. I I I will do out on the No, I'll do it. I swear to God, this is this is the hill I'll die on. I'll go to the batting cages right now. Yeah, because the puck they can still shoot it like really fast. I feel like I feel like the average and one is like still like sixty miles per hour. And the surface area is a lot tinier, so it's gonna hurt a lot more. It's not distributed as as well as your body. Um. Yeah, oh, man. 100 miles uh, an hour, so they're both going the same speed. You just have a little bit of padding with hockey. I think, a, yeah. I think a puck hurts way more because it's a whole lot harder, too. Uh, it, believe it or not, a baseball folds a little bit. You might not right. feel it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to fold onto your body just a little bit. There was one conference I went to growing up, and they were shooting like hats out of like a, like a cannon. And it was like in a puck form, and I caught it barehanded, and it literally left a mark. It don't feel good. It, yeah, I, <laughs> I would not want to get hit by the puck. I don't want to get hit by a pitch either, though. So I mean, but if you're taking it in a good center of mass, like in your butt, it it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt really, really bad. But I feel like you could walk it off better than taking a puck. I'm still. Padding. That's what it comes down but to. But you're not wearing padding if you're getting hit right now. If right. I if I was to slap shot a puck straight into the middle of your chest, it's gonna hurt way more than a baseball. I'd be pretty impressed if you can hit a slap shot at my chest. What is going to least likely make me go to the hospital? Like a baseball. Probably a baseball. Yeah. Plus, like, if the puck hits me in the teeth, then I lose teeth that my mom paid good money for growing up. Like, and then, <laughs> then I have to hear about it that. forever. Uh, I don't, I don't want to lose any teeth, so I got to go with baseball. Yeah, I, I feel like it's an easy decision for me. Yeah, if I have padding, I'm taking the puck. If I don't have padding, I'm taking the baseball. It's- Exactly. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Padding or no padding. You want to know where it hurt the most, though? Right on the wrist. Taking taking a fastball right at your wrists. I don't know. I feel As like... a male, I can think of another place that would hurt okay. a lot more. But I'm talking about, yeah, you got me there. But <laughs> chances of a fastball hitting you right in the genitals is not very It's way high. more likely to hit you right in the wrist. Right. Or... Yeah, I'm just saying that that's not the worst place. I don't even know. I I don't know how you'd feel after that. Do you feel pain or do you just feel sick? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. Well, yeah. The scariest thing is though are the, the comebackers that go back at the pitchers and get them in the head. Yeah, those are scary. There's been a couple of Diamondbacks. Robbie Ray as one of them have gotten comebackers straight to the head, and they're out for months. Yeah. But that's why it's also really impressive when, like, you see the plays where they get a quick comeback and the the pitcher just catches it real quick. Yeah, that's insane. just reaches out his wrist, catches it. I think average off the bat velo is like one hundred eight, one hundred nine. 
Let's like, find out. Super fast. Yeah, it's it's scary. I would never want to be a pitcher uh, solely for that. Like, yeah, just the chance of it happening. Even if it was like a one in every. 3,000 pitches, like, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm at pitch 2,999. This one's coming back at me, like. And it's not even the, the ones that hit you in the head, but it's the ones that hit you in, like, the ankles or the legs that probably hurt the most. Yeah. The average is more than 90 miles per hour exit velocity. Off the bat? Off the bat. And with that, you, I think the reaction time is, what, point, point two seconds? Something like that. It's, like, yeah. That you have to react to something like that, like at well, least at that point hitting, it's, hitting you have like point five seconds more to think about it. Well, no, at that speed, it's the same distance. It's just yeah, it's just, it's, it's you the, have the same amount of time to react as the batter did to your. You're just pitch. catching it versus hitting it. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm saying it's easier to hit than uh, to catch. I don't. I really don't know. I, I, don't I think know I'd rather that. try hitting. I'd That's ra- what I'm saying. No. I'd rather try and catch the ball. Oh, I misspoke. I misspoke. I, I think I'd rather try and catch it. Oh, because I've sat in a batter's box with 80 miles an hour, and it's scary fast. Oh, yeah, I know. It's insanely quick. Ugh. I'd yeah, rather not be in the situation at all. <laughs> that's that's what I want. Unless do. I'm making millions and millions yeah, of dollars. Justin Verlander money. So right. with the with the NBA starting up, who do the Suns have starting off? Um, let me take a gander. I don't know a whole lot about NBA. Don't know who's projected what. Other than I know the Bucks made a big trade. Ooh. Uh, Lakers made some moves. We are playing the Warriors October 24th, and then I will get you the NBA final odds. The Suns are up there. They're top five. I know that for a fact. Uh, so. Suns with every other sports team in Arizona is just if they can be healthy. Yeah. So Boston is the favorite, tied with Milwaukee. And then you have the Nuggets, then the Suns. And then it's the Lakers and the Warriors. Okay. And the difference between the Celtics and Bucks between the Suns is only plus... I'm doing the math in my head. Like, plus 180. So there's smoke coming out of your ears? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any math, so... One plus one equals four. (laughs) But, I mean, I feel like the Suns especially address the uh, depth issue after trading away literally all of our depth. Like, we got Yuta Yuta Wananabe, Bates Diop, and Bol Bol, Eric Gordon. There's so many more I can name off. But we have good size, good defense. We addressed every issue that everybody else was scared of. So... I think we have a really good shot this year, if we can stay healthy. Well, it'll be a fun start uh, as we get, get towards the end of October um, with college football implications, NBA starting up, uh, hockey's going strong now. Uh, yes, Bedard just got his first point at home. Yeah. Um, get to listen to Chelsea Dagger for the first time after he scored. Uh, it was pretty fun to watch, but they lost, so that's a bummer because um, the kid hates to lose. Yes, so he, he, does. he does not enjoy goals or assists if it equals an L. So Understandable. 
Yeah, I love that in a player. I wish I wish all I wish all my players on all my teams were like that. Yeah. Job not finished. But yep. Thank you guys for listening. Uh this week you can follow us on Instagram at the Hit'em Podcast. Or and please follow us on anything that you listen to. Have a good week. Bye guys. See ya.